0: So as a disciple of the Buddha, as someone who has got faith in Dhamma and Sangha, what do we do to achieve good luck? If we want good fortune, if we want a long life and happiness, if we want success, what is the way of getting there? Maybe having the white amulet, or knowing the white magic spell, or getting a special blessing, or maybe doing everything at an auspicious time according to astrology, or maybe according to reading from your palm. or maybe doing it uh, at the white hour in the day. Is that what the Buddha recommended us to believe in? Into good fortune and omens and astrology and fortune-telling and amulets? Is that what the Buddha recommended? No. What uh, did the Buddha recommend us to have faith in instead? Not into amulets and astrology and lucky hours, lucky times, but into what? Hmm? Into karma or karma, as it's also known the Sanskrit version, karma or karma. The law of action and the results. And if you spend 2021 killing living beings, stealing, committing sensual misconduct, lying and getting sloshed and taking drugs, is that the karma to have success and good fortune and long life in the future? No, no. this is a karma that leads to short life, to poverty, to a bad rebirth, to all kinds of problems already in this life, to harm to ourselves and others. But if we spend 2021 not killing any living beings but developing empathy, kindness and compassion to all living creatures, if we spend the next year not stealing anything but developing contentment with what we have. If you spend the next year, if you spend the next year being faithful to your spouse or partner. If you spend the next year being truthful, not lying, always telling what is factual and true. If you spend the next year not getting sloshed, but being sober. And mindful. And additionally, you develop generosity, you share, you give, you help others who don't have as much as you and you're supporting the Sangha. What kind of karma is that? That is a karma that leads to long life, beauty, health, strength and happiness and to a fortunate rebirth. So it's up to us now, which we want to develop. So it's up to us whether we will experience joy and happiness and good fortune or whether we will experience misfortune, pain and misery. In the end, it is all dependent on our action, on our karma. some people may be asking, if it's all dependent on our own action, how is it possible sometimes you see really good people. You see people who are so compassionate and grateful and kind and who are not breaking the precepts, and then they get into big misfortune. They may lose a a close relative, even a child in an accident, or they may get sick, or they lose their job, coronavirus comes and their business gets shut down. How is that possible? Although they are such good people and they're constantly making so much good karma, why does a misfortune strike them? And sometimes you see the opposite. You see really bad people who are quite cruel, who are stingy, who are breaking presets and killing, and they're hugely successful. Sometimes they may even win elections and get into positions of power. Sometimes they may get right on top as a CEO of a big company and they're the big boss and they can send their kids to the best schools and they have millions or billions. Although they make so much bad karma. How is that possible? Is that a contradiction? Does it mean maybe the teaching of karma doesn't work? Or? Hmm? Ah, exactly. Now we have to consider we are not only making karma now, but we have been creating karma you know, for countless lifetimes. This is not the first time we live a life before we were born in our present body as a human being, there's an endless succession of previous lifetimes. We may have been human beings, we may have been devas, ghosts, animals, brahmas. In fact, the chain of past lives is so long that the Buddha said, you have been everything there, except getting enlightened, because then it's over. So this is the only one you haven't done. But if you are keen on becoming a king or a queen, at some stage in the past life you have been a king or queen already anyhow. Maybe it's a million lifetimes back. But at some stage, and just statistically, because there's so many lifetimes, and at some life, and if you have been powerful, At some lifetime in the past, we also have been miserable just a poor, impoverished person. At some past life, we have been super attractive, looking like a model or a superstar, movie star. At other past lives, we have been very ugly, maybe born as a cane toad or as a cockroach. We have done it all. Except for attaining Nibbana, that's the only one we haven't done yet. And in all these lives we have been making karma, both good and bad. And sometimes maybe more bad. And that is the reason. So someone who is really good now in this life, and keeping precepts, and practicing generosity and kindness, They can still have misfortune happening because it's something from a past life. They're not getting the misfortune because of the good things they're doing now. There would be a wrong influence actually getting it from the bad action they have done in a previous life. And similar to you know, the person who was maybe stingy and egoistic and cruel and not virtuous and hurting and harming others. They may have so much money because of some good action they have done in a past life. So that is important to consider. But we can't really change what we did many lifetimes back. But what we can change is what we do now. And if from now on we will restrain ourselves and we keep the precepts. And just that much it already means now, that we will not create any really bad karma. And isn't it amazing that you can do so many things? Now, your options on a weekend in a city like Brisbane, how many different things can you do today? There's thousands of things you could do. And the Buddha is recommending only five things not to do. It's a pretty good deal, ne? Yeah. I think you have some Christians in your family and friends, ne? Yes. How many commandments have the Christians got? Yeah, oh, you see what a good deal you are getting here as Buddhists. <laughs> you don't have ten, you only have five. This is our competitive edge in the marketplace of religions. As Buddhists, there's only five precepts highly recommended, and by simply avoiding five things, and we already cut out all the really bad karma. Not to kill any living beings, not to steal, not to commit adultery or other forms of sensual misconduct but to stand by the commitment to your spouse or your partner and not to lie and not to take champagne and scotch and beer and so on. And then already all the really heavy bad karmas already prevented. And additionally if you practice generosity, if you offer food to the Sangha, if you you look after people who are less fortunate than you and have less money and you share with them, then you make lots and lots of good karma. And you keep the five precepts. Every day you make lots of good karma. And uh, the most powerful good karma Is what, how can we make even more powerful good karma? Exactly. Some people may be worried. Maybe you have done some major bad karma in a past life. Or maybe you have done some things even in this life you can remember which may be bad karma. What is a very quick way of boosting our balance sheet? Somewhat like if you try to get more money and you work, that may take quite a while. But if you win the jackpot, you may get 20 million in just one go. And even if you have a big mortgage, if you have 20 million coming in, you can easily pay back all your debt, your mortgage, your credit card debt, and you're still millions on the account in positive capital. So if you are worried that your karmic balance sheet is a little bit in the red figures, negative balance, what is a really quick way of generating heaps and heaps of good karma? Meditation. And is there one particular meditation which is particularly suitable to weaken any bad karma? Yeah, that is a, contemplating impermanence is a really good one to make an even end of all karma by you know, attaining nibbana and stopping the whole round of rebirth. But if the intention is more to improve the karmic balance sheet, the metta, loving kindness. The Buddha said, uh, imagine that you offer a whole monastery to the Sangha. You're building a whole monastery, which is the highest good karma one can make with material donations. Building a vihara for the Sangha of the four quarters. So it's already in the heaps. But if we can develop loving kindness, unconditional non-judgmental goodwill to all beings in the whole universe to the extent that the mind can attain samadhi from that. And you have gotten a metta-samadhi. The mind will unify in the emotion and the intention and the accompanying happiness and bliss of wishing well to all beings without distinction in samadhi. Even just for one minute, that is even more good karma than building a whole monastery. This is the equivalent than getting a job and you're not getting paid 20 bucks an hour, yet you're getting paid 50 millions per minute. If someone offered you that kind of job? Ten millions? per minute? Would you say, oh today I feel a bit lazy, I'm not interested? Would you reject that job offer? Particularly if you don't have to do anything uh, disgusting or evil, but something very easy. You just have to sit with your eyes closed. (laughs) No one would be crazy enough to reject that kind of job. And if you tell your friends or your family, "Oh yeah, there was this job offer, ten millions per minute," but I thought, "No, today I rather want to watch the YouTube," and so I didn't. I didn't take the job. What would your friends tell you? Yeah, are you crazy? This is madness. So the offer is out there. You can get so to speak, 10 million karmic bonus points per minute and all you have to do is sitting in meditation and developing the intention of unconditional goodwill, of loving kindness, of friendliness to all beings without distinctions. Absolutely everyone to your friends and loved ones and to the people who don't like you, to Buddhists and atheists and Muslims and Christians and indigenous religion and anyone, to Arahans and to terrorists, to saints and sinners, to humans and to animals, to cute koala bear, to cute koalas and cute panda bears and to ugly cane toaches and disgusting cockroaches and without distinction, absolutely everyone through so the whole universe. Unconditional loving kindness. And 10 million karmic bonus points. For every minute you can do that with such focus and sustained attention and concentration that the mind attains samadhi. But even if the mind doesn't attain samadhi and we may not be getting 10 million bonus points karmically for every minute, but even just thinking, may all beings be happy and well. May all beings be happy and well. Just thinking that once is already got karma. Isn't that a good job? Just, your whole job is just thinking. Would you take a job where you get paid for every thought you think? It's yes. yeah, no? a pretty good job. So the Buddha offers that. You get the karmic bonus points each time you think, may all beings be happy and well. But still, so many people prefer to think about Donald Trump and other politicians. They prefer to think about their neighbors who they don't like. They prefer to think about all these celebrities. You know, the way I see it, I'd recommend that to rather think the way the Buddha recommended and cash in on good karma with every single thought. You can also make good karma with your body. If you're not into thinking, you can use your body for making good karma. How? How? To bow. Just bow, bow to the Buddha, bow to the Dhamma, bow to the Sangha, bow to the Triple Gem. And just one bow with an attitude of devotion, faith, respect, devotion and dedication, conviction and confidence, and heaps of good karma for every bow. Now well, This is why in some tradition uh, they do this, three steps, one bow, and they may be walking a thousand kilometers and you know, bowing every single step on the way. You can see that in Bodhgaya, some people also do that around the Mahabodhi temple. And uh, again, this is not to be underestimated how much good karma, just one bow to the triple gem is. At least if we have the intention of expressing our faith and conviction, expressing our devotion and respect and deference. How many times do you bow a day to the... Double gem? three times at least every day. When we bow, it's usually three times. That's good. Do you all have a Buddha statue at home? Yeah. And do you bow at least one day three times? Yes. More than that. And some people may be bowing three times a day, three times as nine times. If someone came along and they say, "Hey," I give you a hundred bucks for every bow. (laughs) 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 It was in the condition, (laughs) potential, potential. (laughs) Because I I haven't got a hundred bucks, unfortunately. (laughs) For the podcast, when I said that someone immediately started bowing. The podcast, can't see what's happening. And maybe also for the live video, may not be in there. When I said, if someone came along and said, hey, I give you a hundred bucks for every bow, one of our eight preceptors who was staying in the monastery, he immediately bowed. (laughs) But I don't have a hundred bucks I could give him. (laughs) But you get the good karma. Now I'm sure when someone gave you a hundred bucks for every bow, would you bow nine times a day and be content? Hmm? One hundred times every day, or maybe even more. You wouldn't be content and say, "Oh, I've bought already five times 500 bucks, good enough for me. You would be bowing till your neck is breaking, (laughs) isn't it? But what is 100 bucks compared to some real decent karma points? Even if someone pays you a hundred bucks uh, every single bow, and in this way, and you continue bowing and you accumulate millions, you still have to let go of that money. And once you die, can't take anything with you. Maybe you can buy some expensive jewelry, and in, in, in the coffin, you can wear that all. It still doesn't really work, and you can't take it to the next life. But the karmic points you're making with each bow, you're not even going to lose them when you die. You take them right into the next life. And what is a karmic, typically karmic result of bowing a lot? Now, we dissolve our conceit. Now, the ego, we humble ourselves. But fascinatingly, that means, in the next life, you tend to be born in a high position. You're part of high soul when you get born again. Because if we lower our conceit now, the karmic result is that we will have a high-status rebirth. If we are conceited, big headed, haughty, arrogant, and we are lording it over others and our conceit, the result is that we get reborn in a low position. So if you contemplate like that, then you realize that the karmic points you make each time you bow is much better than getting $100 and you will bow till your neck is breaking with <laughs> great joy. I mean this is tongue cheek. I don't mean that literally. But uh, So isn't it amazing how easy it is to make good karma? All you have to do is to bow. All you have to do is to think, may all beings be happy and well. All you have to do is take some money out of your purse and give it to someone who really needs some help. All you have to do is preparing some food and and, and sharing that with other beings. Is that too difficult? No, yeah. So what is the reason that people are not bowing all day continuously, that they are not continuously sharing and making good karma? What is the reason? Ignorance. Yeah, ignorance. And one reason is if someone, if someone pays you a hundred dollars and you bow and then they give you a banknote for a hundred dollars, it's very visible, you see it, you can hold it. Now what your karmic points no, is not so visible. That is the difference. This is why people lack the motivation. And the gratification may take a little bit longer. Someone gives you a hundred dollars for bowing, or for thinking a good thought, you you can take the hundred dollars and go straight away and buy some, whatever, new shoes or something. Go shopping. This is very instantaneously. But good karma may take a bit longer to really manifest and some of it will come only in the next lifetime. So it's a bit more difficult to clearly see and this is why people often are ignorant and they may not even believe in it. on Monday we all have experience with that. With uh, karma for the next life, unless you can remember your past life, we have to take it on conviction and trust and faith uh, from what the Buddha is teaching. But if you develop that faith and that conviction, then we have a tremendous incentive and we will not want to waste our days by not making good karma a single day. You will wake up very happily, when the alarm clock goes and you'll be happy and you think, oh, great, I can get up now and make good karma. (laughs) Is that usually how you wake up when the alarm clock goes? But if you contemplate what a great opportunity it is in our life to have another day and how easy you can create heaps of good karma, If someone paid you a hundred dollars for every good thought, you probably wake up an hour before your alarm clock because you can't wait to earn the money. So similar, if we really understand how much benefit we will get from karma, that we will wake up even before the alarm clock, and we can't wait to start thinking, may all beings be happy and well. May all beings live long healthy and happily